You know how fast you were going? Uh, 65. 63. Isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah, it is. Where are you boys headed? Canada. We're going over the border to Canada for some french fries and gravy, sir. Poutine. Canada, huh? Almost made it. Hey everybody, this is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I'm Mike Rogerson. With me, as always, is Zach Vogel, fresh off of a speeding ticket, I believe. He was in such a rush to get here. Hey, hey, hey. It's great. In North Carolina, state cops. Let's talk hockey, and let me try to be in a decent mood. I have, I make <laughs> no promises. I'm not going to lie. I make no promises. Drop everyone. The world is nigh. Like well, as we were talking about before we got on the before we hit record, there is a few guys who you normally would be keeping that are droppable now because um, of some fresh injuries here. Yeah, we can we can start off with these injuries, and and it's just a, a real quick thing. Like we said before, you know, when when these especially decently major injuries, where it's you know week to week kind of stuff, these guys you're you're dropping, man. Is this is crunch time, and and these guys are going to be out for you know the rest of the the fantasy hockey season. They're hoping to get back by real actual hockey season playoffs, but some of them will not be. You know, Arturi Lekkinen, he is out four to six weeks with a broken finger. That's a that's a big one for all us fantasy guys because he was one of those guys that we were really thinking. You know, who do you drop in this situation? Who do you keep? Well, now the answer is definitely, well, not Lekkonen. But in all honesty, I mean, I always like Nishushkin. You're putting Evan Rodriguez up into that top line spot. So you're really looking to go out there and get Erod is is the way I'm seeing it. Which, you know, in all honesty, he's a guy that we know can produce. We've seen do it before. You know, he's been playing okay as of late. But with that top line deployment now... You know, you're expecting a lot more. And I think that he's the coveted guy on, you know, that list of guys that are that were, you know, decently lowly available in Colorado. PLD is missing more time than expected. He may be back soon. Uh, Same thing with Nick Schmaltz. He's missed three in a row, but he, you know, could be back any time. I mean, you even talked about him last episode. So, I mean, if that was you were talking about, hey, you know, Stash him on your IR because he's a guy that has a decent schedule coming up and he would be coming back soon. We just don't know when exactly it is. Mason Marchman, um, I mean, we we have him on here. He's out two to three weeks. He was a guy that, that I was fine with dropping before. So, I mean, it's not like he's someone that you're really worried about saving a spot for. Go ahead and, you know, drop him for now. It, you know, if he comes back earlier... You know, could he be viable? Absolutely. But I mean, it, it's nothing that's, you know, a stretch here. Don't, you know, don't go looking for Mason Marshman. Uh, there's going to be other opportunities elsewhere. And then lastly is Andre Svechnikov. He tore his ACL. He is out for the rest of the season. He's getting surgery. Um, so clearly he's a guy that if you're in a redraft league, drop City. Now, if you're in a uh, a keeper league, that would be a different story. Uh, it, it would be hard. 
like if you are full up on IR plus spots, you know, you're only dropping players that you're not keeping. And and Sveshnikov could be like he is a fringe level keeper as far as I'm concerned. You said he was available in one of your leagues, Raj, that is a keeper league, and you're possibly thinking about upgrading. Who would like who would your other you know keepers, potential keepers be? Well, that particular league has um really specific keeper rules. That's why I got to check because uh, the way that particular league works. Um, like where you can't keep them more than one year in a row and stuff well, like it's, that? Well, there's lots. You can only keep the player two years in a row. But the big one is if you keep a player, you give up a draft pick that's two rounds ahead of where they were drafted last year. So if Svechnikov, if Svechnikov was drafted oh. in the third round last year, which could be reasonably done, you'd have to give up a first round this year to keep Svechnikov. So oh. It's a league that it, it really discourages keeping players. So Yeah, you're only keeping like super top-level keepers. Well, now. fucking buddy this year who's winning the league, he, he drafted J-Rob and Tage Thompson in like round fucking 14 and 15 or something. So he's ran away with the league and he has the two best keepers that you could ever have. And he's given up like an 11th and 12th round pick yeah. for him. That is, that's yeah. super dope. Good for that guy. Good for that guy. Good for him, dude. I don't want to give it a shout out, but he absolutely nailed the league this year and uh, is in a good spot for next year. So anyways, in a normal, like say keep five, I would keep Svechnikov, but with with the surrounding rules in this particular league, I, I assume he was dropped because he doesn't make sense. So, See, I'm used to only having two or three keepers anyway, which is, you know, why I'm saying he's definitely a, you know, mm-hmm. on on a two to three keeper team. Like, he's a fringe keeper if you have a bad team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I guess that's really it for relevant injuries. Um, Good. Yeah, there's a couple storylines that are definitely worth talking about. I have to talk to you about Flurry uh, versus Bennington, which was so rad, almost. Uh, but Bennington was uh, up to his usual shenanigans, and Flurry had just seen enough and skated down and challenged him. And then the ref, unfortunately, didn't let them go at it. Uh, and Bennington ended up getting two games just because he's a shithead. Like, they were just like, enough is enough. They didn't even fight or anything, but, uh, you know, he's been a dick for since well, he's been in well, the league, and went, they gave him two games. He punched Ryan Hartman, didn't he? Like, he went after, yeah, he went after Ryan Hartman. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's they when didn't Flurry was anything, like, "Hey, you want to fight somebody, bro? You come over here, pick on someone your own size." Yeah, it was great. And in traditional legendary flower fashion, he was just smiling and had great comments after the game and everything. And I don't know. I wish they would have let them go just to get it. You know, let Bennington. I feel like there's a lot of people in the league that don't like Jordan Bennington. Nah, uh, he's he's. He loves it, man. I heard uh, Jeff Merrick this morning was just talking about how he he's literally just a WWF character at this point, like um, hiding behind the ref, trying not to get into the fight after being like that and everything. Hold, Anyways, hold that was, me back. Hold me back. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Um, but there, it does have some implications. I mean, Bennington is Bennington, but he is a reasonable goalie. So now um, he is a, a couple goalie. teams p- 
playing against St. Louis, who doesn't really have a goalie for the weekend. So there's that. Um, Florida and Montreal, did you catch any of that action today, or were you busy getting arrested? Get arrested, <laughs> dude. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I don't get me wrong. Uh, it sucks, but let's let's go ahead and not bring that up all episode. That would be great. <laughs> but no, I didn't get to see that game. Holy the first period was a great game. It was uh, Florida-Montreal. It was absolute just shinny. It was 7-3 at the end of the first. I think I think it might have been a record for, for goals in a period, actually. Um, ended up 9-5. Uh, Kachuk had a bunch of points. And then other than that, it was really spread out amongst the whole team. Um, but, yeah, Florida found their offense. And, I mean... Against Montreal is a is a good way to do it. I mean, Montreal found their offense too against Sergei Bobrovsky. Like, he sucks, man. What are you What are you doing? What are you doing? Having the the Montreal Canadiens score five goals in you? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? He won. He won with a roast beef sandwich. He did. I mean, you let in five goals when they're clearly getting outplayed, right? Like Florida's obviously playing well if they're scoring nine goals and you still let in five. That's just nuts. Um, Mers Lickens is still away. Uh, it's not huge news, but that does mean they have a game on Sunday against Vegas. And they've let in five goals for, I think, five games in a row now. Um, so if you can get Vegas players for Sunday, they're going to score... Probably seven goals in the first period again. So if you can get in on the Vegas action, hopefully Merzlikens comes back and he deals with his family stuff and all that. And lastly, the uh, the GM meetings happened. Uh, slight salary cap increase, a million bucks or maybe a bit more. Nothing, you know, outrageous. Yeah, that is not drastic by any means. No. And for the first time in friggin' who knows how long, they decided to not change any rules. They got together and they talked about a bunch of stuff and then decided, you know what, let's just play hockey and not make everyone relearn everything next year. So I think that's awesome. There's a few rules I think could use tweaking, but I'm honestly just sick of them trying to fix everything all the time and just let's just let them play, so... Um, so you don't have to pay attention to anything anything new in your projections for next year. Uh, last thing I just wanted to mention, there's a couple of uh, hot teams. Basically what I wanted to get at here is overall the good teams and good goalies in particular are back to doing well and the bad teams are doing bad. I was checking like the, the last 10 games um, stats like Minnesota's 7-0 and 3, Vancouver's won 5 in a row and Vegas has won 4 in a row. And if you look at the top goalies in the league right now, it's Demko, Quick and Flurry. Quick has been on fire in Vegas, which I kind of love that he uh he got thrown around like he was, you know, ready to retire, ended up on Vegas, who always seems to have injured goalies and he's got a 9.30 there since, so that's fucking dope, I think. And you see all the all the bad teams are bad. As usual, I mean, it's end of the season, but everything's kind of regressing to the mean other than Eric Carlson. He's still doing his thing. There's always next year, Raj. I'm sure he will regress to the mean for 37-year-old defenseman next year. I actually have a real question for you, and it, it, it it's in regards to Eric Carlson. 
Do you think that this year and, and this anomaly that we've seen him put together for the entire season, and I'll give it to him, he did it for the entire damn season, how much of this is kind of you know going to affect his his draft capital for next year? Like this year, you got him at a premium. You know what I mean? You drafted him low. He was not somebody you were taking, you know, in in the top ten rounds. Like this is a double digit round kind of guy because he had been, you know, year over year regressing and regressing and regressing. And then all of a sudden, this happens. Where do you think he possibly gets drafted? Like, how much is this going to affect the draft next year? I'm not interested in drafting him at all. I'm not at all. No, I mean, this year I got him in round 12. Uh, so that was fine. Like, I took him as like a late round D because I needed D. And that was my big lucky move <laughs> of the season. Um, I mean, he's he's top 30 in, in the entire NHL right now in, in just about any kind of league. 85 points in 68 games um, over a block a game. <laughs> he's going to get overdrafted. I'm sure of it. I don't see him, you know, what he's going to end up with, say, 90, 95 points, which is nuts. Um, next year, I would still project him for 55 to 60, you know, like, and that's at best. So I, I think he's going to go overdrafted. I don't see. Someone in every league is going to think he can repeat this, which I think is insane. Especially when you look at their roster right now. Like, <laughs> with now that Meyer's gone, God. It's like he even has a chance to, you know, win the damn Norris. Like, I know, I know we've been talking, we've been talking about Josh Morrissey this whole time, but no. I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of fell off quite a bit, but like, yeah, Maurice, having an incredible season, but he's nowhere near. I mean, Carlson has 20 more points than him, right? So I know. <laughs> it's it's crazy. And he's on a substantially shittier team, too. Like, I don't know. He's still got, what, 14 games left. Carlson has 14 games left. So he won't do it, but it's not out of the question for him to get 100 points. If he kept up his point pace right now, he will score 100 points, which is... Ugh. And don't get me wrong, uh, you know, Josh Morrissey is the next highest scoring defenseman. But like mm-hmm. you said, it, it's it's by 18 points, technically. But yeah. I mean, he's still, you know, ton of hits, ton of, I mean, a lot of blocks. He blocks a ton. But dude, this is, this is craziness. I don't get it. it I, I'm upset. I'm upset. <laughs> to me, you can just wrap up the, the Norris and the... And, uh the Connor McDavid trophy right now. Cause it's, it's out of hand. Um, way to go. Eric Carlson, I guess. Um, now retire, please. Uh, so yeah, we had a few mailbag questions that we should get to here. Mailbag. Big goalie questions this week. Um, I, th- I almost swear this one is a direct troll to me, but maybe we'll get your opinion on it. M Bogdan zero. Mbog Dan Zero on uh, Discord. Tough. Scott John Dan Steve. <laughs> yes. Uh, tough decision. I have to keep a goalie next year. They have to keep a goalie. Would you keep Demko or Markstrom? Wins, goals against average, safe percentages, and shutouts, minus points for losses. Uh, as he says, both have been big potential, but we're garbage this year. 
Um, I'll let you answer that first because I'm pretty certain everyone knows my answer. Well, you're. De- I mean, obviously, you're going to say Demco, and I don't know that I blame you because I, I, I think we we're all just expecting Calgary to be better in general. Um, now, I do like the possible upside that Vancouver has. Uh, they both have very similar stats from this past season. Um, so it's not like you can really, you know, look at that to make a decision. It has to be, which team do you trust more? That's your answer that you have to answer yourself. M. Dan Zero. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I want to say I trust Calgary more. But, uh, you know, I... It's been such an aberration with what's going on with Huberdeau this year that does he figure it out and the rest of the team? Like, on paper, they have a better team. They should get more wins. But in all honesty, I very, very much so think that Demko could possibly be a better goalie in general. Um but unfortunately, Raj, I think I'm going to have to go Markstrom on this one. Just because, in all honesty, I trust Calgary more than I trust Vancouver. I could hear that. Um, yeah, I would go Demko. I think he'd be fine either way. Uh, I don't know what the keeper rules are in this league, but um, depending on what the rules are, I'm almost looking at I'd keep both of those goalies. Like if you had those two guys this season, you lost bad because <laughs> that was a devastating, devastating seasons for both of those guys compared to what was expected. Um, Demko has been on fire since being back. I think honestly, Calgary is like a coaching change away from being right back to where they were because Calgary has done this in the past, right? Like they had their amazing season and then they were just awful. And then they had an amazing season, and now they're awful again. If they figure out, which is probably a new coach, get Huberto going, all of a sudden that's a whole new team. I mean, Huberto should have scored 40 more points than he did, and that's several wins right there. You know. So. All right, Sutter. Raj is calling for your head. Daryl Sutter, you got to go. It takes skill to ruin Huberto. He's a real legit 100-point guy, 90- to 100-point guy should be automatic for him. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'd go Demko, uh, also given the fact that Vancouver has zero backup. I guess uh, Calgary's a little bit better, but um, either guy I think you're fine, and I'd honestly seriously consider keeping both. Um, Richie T uh, from Discord is Rob Tom or Sammy Blaze a better option going forward than Scott Lawton? Uh, Lawton's wow. not on the PP, and uh, he's leaning Blay. Uh, he didn't give us the parameters of his league, but I'd be leaning Rob Thomas out of all of those guys. You would, you would think so. That's why I wonder what the parameters of this are. What this is like yeah. is the is this super hit heavy? Because then, yeah, uh, Blay is you know kicking tits, or or is it? You know, that's the thing. Like, Sammy Blake gets a ton of hits. Robert Thomas, however, is, you know, scoring a lot of points lately. Yeah. Like, he's on, like, a five- or six-game point streak, something like that. I think it's From six. From what I recall. Six games, and in the last ten games, he's gotten a lot of points. 
um, four multi-point games out of his last 10. So, yeah, I'm 100% going Rob Thomas unless there is a... And if you have face-offs, he takes face-offs too, but... Unless it's super bang-heavy, like super bang-heavy. Because don't get me wrong, you were getting none of those from Robert Thomas. No, no, he only gets assists. That's a caveat. Uh, but most leagues value assists, and he gets... I know. I always call it the Henrik Sedin Trophy because he's like, you know, fifty-five assists and three goals or something. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm going 100% Rob Thomas unless it's hit Agreed. heavy. Uh, I believe I called Sammy Blay out as a possible banger for this week, and he's his last three games. He's got five hits, eight hits, and six hits. So if you're after hits, he's he's the champion for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, DJ D. Stu. Thoughts on Thomas Shabbat after the Chikrin trade? I'm worried he's lost some minutes and deployment. Thinking of replacing him with Bouchard or Valimaki. It's a 12-team Cats banger league, and he already has Burns, McAvoy, and Gudis as his other D. I mean, God forbid Shabbat's not playing 28 minutes a game anymore. You know, know. God forbid. (laughs) Right? I mean, what's he at here? Let me just quickly bring him up. Shabbat of late. 23 and a half, 23 and a half, 23, 25. So, yeah, huge hit. He is under 25 (laughs) minutes a game now. (laughs) For a normal human being, he's playing a ton of minutes. Um, For Thomas Shabbat, (laughs) it's a huge cut. You're right. Um, and yeah, he doesn't have a lot of points lately, but neither does Chicken. Um, just um, Ottawa just kind of cooled off real quick in the last couple of games, other than Stutzla, because he never slows down. Um, but yeah, there's not, hasn't been much D scoring. Um, I mean, Shabbat's only got the one assist of late, and Chikrin has gone four games with nothing. So it's not either of those guys, but. I don't know. Would you would you drop Shabbat for Bouchard right now? I mean, it is the playoffs, and you got to do what you got to do. I find it hard to say that I would, just because I trust Thomas Shabbat and I, I know exactly what he can do. Um, Evan, you know, Bouchard is more like the the flavor of the the week right now, just because of what happened with him newly getting the the power play and don't get me wrong he's been getting points but again like i keep saying they're not power play points so it's not like you're getting that big difference honestly i still trust in shabbat and i say stick with shabbat for now i agree with you until i just looked at the schedule this complicates it a little bit what next week Ottawa's got four games next week, but it is fucking brutal. They play Pittsburgh, Boston, Tampa, and Jersey, who are all very good. Whereas Edmonton has the Monday-Wednesday off nights against San Jose and Arizona. So I might actually switch to Bouchard just because of the schedule, but based on who they are, I would have said, Stick with Shabbat, but being the playoffs when you've got... But at the same time, you're getting Shabbat for three games in four days to start the week next week. 
That's that's true. That's true. I don't know. It, that's tough because you got three. I'm sticking with Shabbat. You you can uh, and and I'm a, and I'm a Bouchard lover, but I'm sticking with Shabbat. I I got it. All right. Yeah. No. It's 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 three games, three tough games versus two easy games on off nights. So it's a yeah. It's a tough tough call. Um, and I find it very special that I'm picking Bouchard over you or TJ for once. Um, but I think, yeah, I think I'd go with Bouchard, actually. Get your fill up from Discord. Even though it's fantasy and you play the best value or strategy in a draft, do you guys have any bias that's hard to ignore? Leaf goalies always burn me, and Canadians players never produce until I drop them. So I try to avoid those teams. So do you have any biases um, that, as much as logic says, no, you can't ignore in a draft, Zach? Yes, we all have <laughs> these biases. Every single one of us that play fantasy hockey or fantasy sports in general. Yes, of course, I have stupid biases of, you know, the the whole fact that I don't like Jeff Skinner and, and Brian Burns and or Brent Burns, Brian Burns, Jesus yes. Christ. Uh, it's, it's been a long day. Shoot, shut up, dude. Shut, 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 shut your mouth. But I don't, I don't like certain players just because certain people that I don't particularly like owned them in a fantasy league. Like, I have no reason to not like a certain player, and I will straight up not, like, I will not draft Jeff Skinner ever, ever. He's good. He's very good. He's very good, and he scores a lot of points. And now that Tage Thompson is kicking tits, he's going to keep on scoring points too. But I won't draft him because I don't like him because of a certain person that, you know, was in a league that we had 10 years ago. Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. So, yes, you were totally just stupid reasons for not liking certain players. You know, yes, I have those, and I will – I will hurt myself by not picking these people up or drafting them for that specific reason. But then again, I also have my guys that I am in love with, you know, for, you know, for no reason that I will always want want on my team. I'm 100% on board for biases and enjoying your team. That is one thing I have to say in the last few years of fantasy that's happened is it's gotten, you know, because of shows like us and, and there's just so many crazy good resources and the NHL's track stats so well. Now, some leagues are getting not fun. I have to admit some leagues are getting too much to where people are just doing math and that's it running, running programs to choose your team and that. And the one thing I have to say that I do like, about you and me and TJ, even TJ, who is a stat master, we all indulge our biases, and I think that's important. Um, you gotta, you gotta enjoy it, right? Like, did you get into fantasy hockey, or did you mean to get into the stock market, right? Like, so yeah, I, I do within reason try to indulge my biases. Uh, Canucks are obviously one of mine. Um, burned the shit out of me in goal this year. But, you know, I, I over-invested in, in Pedersen and, and Miller and in as many leagues as I could, and it worked out. So, yeah, I know one that burned me big time this year is my uh, 
absolute despising of Dahlin. Um, I ranked him 21st best defenseman this year, and I think he's second best. And I could have had him in, in a couple of leagues, but I, yeah, that's one for sure. So yeah, I I don't hold it against people for... In fact, I like it when people try to like their teams. You know, like, I don't, I don't get it when people join fantasy hockey. It's a ridiculous thing to do in the first place. It's meant to be fun. I'm all for indulging the uh, the biases. I would love to hear that, actually. If you're on Discord or Twitter, I would love to hear that people's answer to that is if you have any fantasy uh, biases that you either will pick up or just will not. Uh, Yar Hebrews, uh, having, been hit, <laughs> having been hit by the unfortunate injury bug, I have lost Lekanen and Svechnikov. That is rough, buddy. Um, yeah, that actually is kind of rough. Yeah, uh, are Jarvis and New Hook uh, or O'Connor credible replacements, or am I better off looking elsewhere? Gives us his uh, league parameters here. It's pretty standard, uh, although it does have time on ice as a, as a category and plus minus. So maybe it's not such a standard league. Um, I've seen time on ice in a couple of uh, leagues this year, which. I don't understand. It's a weird one. I don't understand. I don't, like, I don't like that one. No, I don't. I'm not in on that. Um, but, I mean, uh, New Hook could be okay. Like, Colorado's schedule is so good. Um, I don't know. Jo- I don't get why Rodriguez isn't the immediate answer instead yeah. of New Hook or O'Connor. I mean, he's only 24% owned. He covers a lot of these, you know, stats that you're looking for, you know, except for time on ice. But I think that he's the answer for me. Yes. And as far as Jarvis goes, I don't know, man. I'm not in on, like, I'm not going to lie. Not going to lie. I'm just not in on Jarvis as much as everybody else has been this entire time. Like, he was the, the super hot player on everybody's lips before the season even started. And he's kind of been what he always has been. Hell, he even, you know, is doing worse than he did last year. And he was expected to make this big jump this year. And he just didn't. So in all honesty, I'm not in on Jarvis. I like Rodriguez more than I like Jarvis. Like 100%. Yes, I I do. I'm not going to lie. I do. I'm I'm with you 100,000% there. And I'd assume he must be taken. Um but yeah, he's he's the answer if he's available. Jarvis is on a forty-one point pace this year, so especially uh, with Svechnikov not being around for him to play with either, I'm I'm, I'm not in on Jarvis personally. Nivlek nine, Nivlek nine. Now this is the last one. It's a big question. I need a hand with my playoffs, sitting in second place with a bye to start. Now this one, I again I. I had to double take on this. Here's what he says. Right now, Marchand is on my bench too often. I should have traded him for assets before the deadline, but here we are. Considering dropping him, uh, he says the league has a heavy wow. heavy bias on face-off wins. Considering dropping Marchand, picking up Sorelli to Foley or McCann to put in Marchie's spot. It's, it's just it's hard to wrap my head around. 
it's hard to wrap my head around it. Don't get me wrong. If it's, I mean, is this super high on, on, you know, face-offs? Because if that's, if that's the case, then, you know, Sorelli is definitely your number one option. Yeah. But I mean, I, I can't, I can't see putting Toffoli in there, who's another right winger. No. Or McCann in that in that option, who's a who's a left winger. Yeah, and I mean, I know uh, Marchand hasn't been like lighting it up lately, but it's Brad Marchand. I. It takes some serious serious balls to drop Brad Marchand. I don't care if it's the playoffs or not. Um, yeah, that's that's really yeah, that's tough. a hard one for me. I I can't get behind that one, Raj. If yeah, I mean he did he did include his um, league settings here, and faceoffs are essentially worth just to give you a, a context: four faceoffs equals one assist, six faceoffs equals one goal. So Sorelli is a really good. Option. So I I get where you're coming from here because that means in any given game Sorelli gets two goals worth of faceoffs. So yeah, um, he did say they're redoing their settings next week, which I I would have stopped the league and redone that <laughs> by at this point, but um, that makes it a little more sense. Sorelli would probably be the guy. Um, I mean, I'd just be looking at whoever's available who takes the most face-offs in this league. Like, points are almost irrelevant at that point. Crazy setup, man. I mean, if they're if they're that heavy and they're going to continue to be that heavy, then yeah, I'll give it to you. Anthony Sorelli is your guy because then you're, you know, you're getting points. So, I mean, this guy is getting, you know, points right now as it is on top of all those face-offs. It's like he has a hat trick every single night. Yeah. So yeah, I guess Sorelli is the answer, but man, that that's that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's uh, that is. I mean, plus minus is also worth two, so it's a it is a funky setup. Well, I mean, he's uh, Sorelli's great on plus minus too. That's for sure. On top of the fact that on top of the fact that he's a defensive, you know, a defensive forward. Yeah. Yeah, I like that move. Um, and just not that you guys asked, but in that league, I would personally. Uh, just axe plus minus and uh, get those face-offs way down. It looks like shots are quite high as well. Six shots is worth the same as a goal. So I'd probably lower your shot uh, shots and hits values a little bit. Fun. Centers, centers heavy league for sure. Okay, that rounds out the mailbag. Mailbag. Good schedules over the weekend. There's a few who play Monday, Friday. Monday, Friday. <laughs> Friday, Sunday. Good job on the notes, Raj. Uh, Friday, Sunday. Uh, Anaheim, Buffalo, St. Louis, Washington, and Columbus. Yeah, a bunch of crappy teams. A couple of decent options um, on those days. There's like half of the league only plays one game in the next three days. There's a lot of teams, so you really want to make sure your guys are at least getting two games. And if you can get the the Friday, Sunday, that's absolutely, obviously the best. Friday, Saturday, you have Carolina, Philly, and Toronto. And then there's a couple of Saturday, Sunday teams who have good matchups. Vancouver uh, plays LA and Anaheim. And then Winnipeg plays Nashville and St. Louis. Uh, And then Vegas has the Sunday game against Columbus. And Columbus sucks, and they don't have their goalie, so... 
if you can get uh, Vegas guys for a Sunday stream is, is a good idea. Um, is there anybody from that mess of, of dumpster teams that, um, that you're interested in? Yeah, and I think, okay, I think I'm going to surprise you with this one. I think I, got you on, I think I got you on a surprise here. Bring it. I like someone from Vegas. Great on blocks, good on hits. It's a guy that you can, um, you know, have a comeback on Sunday and win a category that you might maybe you weren't expecting. That's Alec Martinez. He is number one mm. in the league on blocks this year. Um, I, I like this look. I mean, you have a possibility to get points. Don't get me wrong. It's not impossible, especially with the way that uh, Vegas is playing right now. He has two points in his last four, but he gets a ton of blocks. He is someone that if, you know, if you need to make a comeback on blocks, just a single category, he's someone that can really help you do it. And I like that game on Sunday. Uh, Now, I know that this one might be a little more far-fetched, but honestly, I like a 16% owned Alex Marti- or Alec Martinez for that specific category. I like that, actually. I didn't have him on my list. That's a great pick. Hey, look at your boy. Look at your hey. boy. Vegas has uh, won four in a row. They're kicking ass. And I mean, he's kind of reunited with Quick, right? Um, so whatever that's worth. But yeah, I'm, I'm super down if you're in a categories league. And Martinez has been known to get some points. Like I said, he, he has two points in his last four. It's not like he doesn't score at all. Yeah. 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 And yeah, he's, he's, he is the king of blocks. No, no doubt about that. Um, I am going to pat myself on the back. Um, thank you, Jacob Verana. Uh, I'm going to throw him out for this weekend. He's, they got a couple of games um, on the Friday, Sunday, 21%. Own, so he's still very available. Um, I suggested him last episode, and he came right out and got two goals. So I'm definitely wanting to bring that up. Uh, he's got four goals in his last four, so he is actually working out in St. Louis. And you know, he's had um, some personal troubles and, and whatnot, and so we we're all kind of hoping he'd he'd get it together and 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 do well. And St. Louis kind of seemed like, uh oh. But, uh, you know, maybe he's going to slide into Tarasenko's spot and just be that goal scorer. So I really hope he does for his sake. and um, At least for this weekend, he is uh, a worthy pickup for sure. Uh, we talked about that Buffalo schedule. I, I think there's still players on Buffalo that are, um, that are viable in my eyes. Uh, you know, Dylan Cousins, like we keep on talking about. It's, don't get me wrong, he's decently well-owned, but it's only 65%. Like, he is, you know, that's definitely a just-go-check kind of guy. That's a perfect just-go-check. And he is scoring tons of points right now. Um, I think that there there's a whole bunch of guys in Buffalo that are super worthwhile to look at and are available. You know, Jack Quinn has been playing very well right now. Paterka, that entire second line is looking good and is scoring points. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of just go checks there, I mean, Owen Powers, 47%, and just continues to be surprising to me. Uh, he's got three points in the last couple. Um, he played 27 minutes and 26 minutes in the last couple of games, so he's he's playing so much. 
and with Buffalo's offense, it's no wonder he's he's getting points. He's playing like literally half the game and uh, on the ice with a lot of these guys. So even though you know Darlene is is there and he's obviously clearly the number one D, but but Power's still managing to get himself some points in the last uh, a month or two. I don't mind a couple guys in Washington. They've got the Friday, Friday Monday. Um, Dylan Strome. He's got 14 in his last 14. He's center right wing. He's 34%. Uh, they Washington kind of like, it seemed like they were throwing in the towel, right? Like they traded uh, a couple guys away. We were all kind of saying now oh, they're just kind of going to hold off till, till next year. And their offense has been pretty damn good since they did that. Like the, you want to get yourself some of that Rasmus Sandin exposure in Washington, <laughs> which for whatever reason is a real thing now. Um, He's just a little over half, you know, half owned, 58%. That's a good go check right there. Yeah, and it's, it hasn't stopped. Like, it's not, it's nine points in six games. That's nuts. Um He's also uh, playing about 26 minutes a night. So he's his ice time was like literally half of that uh, a lot of the time in Toronto. So, yeah, yeah, he's he's taking advantage. Uh, but you got uh, Oshie is also viable, also available. Um, all these secondary guys in Washington have been really picking it up for, for quite a while now. TJ Oshie is one of those guys that we were talking about earlier, but for TJ. Right, TJ just has an unreasonable hate for TJ Oshie. <laughs> it's a namesake thing. I don't know, man. I think like I always put uh, Oshie in that second half club where it seems like in the second half of each season he has a great spell where he'll get hits and, and go around a point per game for quite a while. It's like with Nick Schmaltz, him, Fiala. There's just those handful who only play in that second half but uh yeah he's definitely doing it lately uh beyond that i mean there's a few other fringe guys you could look for um uh your banger keegan colasar um went out he's out for a couple games right now so if you're looking for him on on the sunday he's not gonna be there um do you have anybody else honestly Uh, i'm not gonna lie to you roger i hate these teams hate these teams that we got to talk about like Anaheim is like it's it's a bunch of teams that like number one are just bad in general have nothing to play for you know except for pride or anything like that you know on Anaheim you're not really going to get a Trevor Zegras he's like you know 75% owned or something like that like they're don't get me wrong there's some players to pick up but like do you want to pick up somebody from Anaheim do you no do you I oh. do not. I do not. No. Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's there's like one of the. It's like Vegas. one of those weeks where it's like, hey, our best schedules of the week this week, boys, are San Jose Sharks and Arizona Coyotes. So everybody just turns <laughs> the episode off because they're like, oh well, this one's going to be a stinker, and there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah, I mean, there there is a couple of guys on Vegas you could do for Sunday. Barbashev is still 35%, and he's found a nice spot in, in Vegas. Riley Smith's not having a great year, but he's he's pretty available. 
and he has actually been scoring lately. He's not, he has uh, well, and they're midway through a game right now, but he's uh, in the middle of a six-game point streak. So Riley Smith could be an option um, for Sunday. That's a good start on some players. It's the uh, for lots of people. It could be your last week. So if you're in the playoffs and you got to do something stupid, do it because move now or you're done till next year. So drop who you got to drop and. Uh, Hopefully you can get another week of fantasy out of it. Um, I would like to say we a couple people in our Discord have been asking, um, and yes, I'll be and we will be doing the playoff pools again, same as last year. There will be a like for actual NHL playoffs. Uh, there will be the same ones, um, like a pick'em kind of league where everybody can just straight up pick your team and then watch the playoffs you don't have to do any moves pick from any any players you want literally um i think last year we had 198 teams in the league um so it turned out to be a pretty big one and then also there will be a couple of standard head-to-head 12 team leagues for the for the playoffs so hit us up in the discord if you want uh, to get in on those other than that we'll see you for a week preview Get at us in the Discord, uh, at FHF Hockey on Twitter. And uh, TJ, have a nice flight. Zach, drive safe. Shut up, Raj. Jeez. <laughs> Just remember, everybody, Avalanche have perfect schedule next week, and they play a bunch of crap-ass teams. So like said, Evan Rodriguez, he's the answer. And screw you, Raj. I hope I hope you get pulled over for your dog sled going too fast or something like that. You you know you <laughs> you blow a tire and one of the dogs are limping. Like how does it work up there? Yeah, that's right. Screw you, dude. We just have to say sorry, and then it's that's it. Sorry, you're good to go. Sorry, eh? I tried to say sorry. I did. I tried to say sorry. I was as cordial as I could possibly be. Well, I was raging on the inside. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I was just, I was boiling inside. I was like a friggin' teapot. Here's my handle. Here's my spout, son. And I had to just bite <laughs> my lip and just be like, yes, sir. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Now I get it. You're just doing your job, bro. And he's like, oh, well, I'm going to get, you know how usually they'll like, okay. So I know this is way off time, but you know how usually you'll like, like, hey, I know you were going uh, 18 miles over the speed limit. We're going to knock it down. I just said you were going 10 miles over the speed limit. This guy was like, no, no, I'm going to charge you for every mile. Honestly, I think he added a couple of miles to be to be completely clear. Man, I was upset. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to bug you about it. That sucks, man. Well, let's uh, call it a night, call it a week. Yeah. Love you, Raj. Love everybody else. I hope that cop's wife is cheating on him right now, though. (laughs) 